gold Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! Episode 46 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to get your gear at gritclothingco.com for your official that's right, your official TCSF podcast T-shirt. Ooh. Big shout out to the people who have already bought their T-shirts and sent me pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we posted you guys up there. Thank you so much. All right, so search for keyword True Chicago when purchasing your T-shirt, and then use TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. Go get your shirts now. Go get them. That's right. As always, I'm Big Z here with my boy. The man, the myth, the legend, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us those five stars that you know we deserve. Give us your review on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Z, let me tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fibers of the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. Go get yourself a job. Go do it. This week for your listening pleasure, we're going to catch up with Nicole Wozniak a year after our first episode. Um, this is the, the first ever uh, guest we ever had. We played uh, the, the original episode or the original interview for you guys last week and yeah. this week. We play our interview that we had with him catching up. It, we got a little emotional, bro. We did. We did. It was a. It was a very good episode. You don't. You guys don't want to miss that one. This is a really, really good one. Yeah, that's right. So, what's going on, man? How's your week been? Uh, week's been pretty chill. I mean, uh, wrapping up the school year. Um, I think we got about like I don't know five, six, eight days left to work. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my daughter's last day was uh, Friday this week. So, oh yeah. yeah, she's lucky. Yeah, a lot of a lot of teachers are are, are counting those days down. I know I am. And then it's summer vacation. Two months off, baby. That's right. Well earned. Hey, two two months off of uh, school, but that just means we're going to go harder. That just means I have more work to do on the podcast. Right, right. And the company. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, but that's 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 the best part of it, man. Like, yeah. That's the part, having the time and, and the want to to grind and and keep keep it going, man. That's that's the best part when you get that time to do it, man. That's exactly what's, what's going to go on. Hey, 
y'all know all those people that that I've been supporting for years and years, your restaurants right. and those baby showers and all those things that I used to go to. <laughs> Guess what? It's, it's time It's time it's, to get that reciprocated. It's payback time, baby. That's right. Well, how was uh, your week? It was good. A um, little bit of softball, you know. A little um, bit? A yeah, little bit? A little Dude, bit of softball. Look, sleep softball. <laughs> eat softball. I, I, I know. I, it is a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's like every day there's either a game or practice. We got two games, Monday and Tuesday. So I mean we're just we're just jam packed and and there's just a lot of stuff going on in my house in general. So uh, hey, but you know it, I'd rather be busy than you know nah, broke. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's better to be up and doing stuff instead of the alternative. That's right. But this week we're going to talk about a few different topics. Uh, we're specifically going to talk about the next four games in that Bears schedule. Yes, let's break it down, baby. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of uh, things that went down on the White Sox. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see how we feel. Uh, we're going to talk about how valuable Chris Bryant really is uh, to this team and talk a little bit about the Nationals, uh, play, current National players returning to the Cubs. I'll take KB off your hands. Oh, we need I, him. I know. I know you We will. need him. But before we get to all that, let's talk about our national news. This is the Big Three with Big Z. These are three national stories that we think deserve the spotlight. All right. Topic number one. Uh-huh. And this is going to go to Mike Logic. And yes, we always going to roast Mike. At least once an episode, we roast Mike Logic for something that his boy does. LeBron, or I mean, LeBron James. Because now, now, he's, now he's Latin. Now he's dancing salsa. Right. right. He shot a video, dancing salsa, and it was for like a tequila, right? Yeah, so... This is this is a twofold story here because mm. essentially it came out that uh, before their playing game against the Warriors, LeBron James violated the COVID protocols that they had in place for NBA. Right, can't and, leave the bubble. Right, and he went to this party to uh, promote a a tequila brand. I think it's his tequila brand. I don't follow him like that. Here's the thing: unless he sends us some, I don't care. That's, that's I don't, I don't get either. Right? I mean, people were, were saying that he had pretty good moves, but I'm like, um, y- y'all ain't Latin to be judging Latin moves. <laughs> <laughs> Your hips be lying. <laughs> Topic number two. Yeah. Canelo was so confident that he would be Billy Joe Sanders. I, I just hate that name, Billy Joe Sanders. Uh, he sounds like he lives in a. Never mind. <laughs> are you going to say a trailer? Yeah, well, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a community park. Claytis, you are the most wonderful husband and son I ever had. I, I, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> I see Billy Joe Sanders, and I feel like that's a dude who would be racist against a guy named Camilo Alvarez. <laughs> like, there's a pure hatred uh, there. Billy, his name sounds like the uh, the hillbilly in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on on this side? Yeah, so he was so confident he's going to be Billy Joe Sanders without a scratch that he booked his wedding the week after. Is that that's a That's a trolling. Is that confident or cocky as hell? That's both, and I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like Canelo gets really disrespected. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. And I don't get it because, I mean, he's going out there and he, whoever you put in front of him, he's He's, he's fighting fought. every three months. He And and he doesn't, he never shies away from a fight. So no. what, what's going on here? He's like, I'll fight whoever you put in front of me. Let's do it. Where, where, I'm jumping up weight classes to take their belts. Right. So where, where's all this hate coming from? I don't understand. Mm. This right here could be part of it. Though. <laughs> this could be part of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Topic number three. Kevin Pillar from the Mets uh-huh. got hit dead in the nose in the face. 
Did you see this? I I saw the After Effects where he, his face looked like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he looked like. So two two things. One, the guy the guy's a he's a baller. He yeah. came back the next day and I he's did. like yeah. he's like, can I be in the lineup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can play. I can see out of one eye. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, we need to. Um, and then the, the second thing, does MLB need to go to the softball helmet with the grill? No, man. I'm just, I'm just bringing stuff up how, to talk about. How, how how often does I mean? How often does that happen? I mean, you, you we just seen your uh, your mean Mercedes get hit in the back of the ear. Yeah, but he's still wearing a helmet. That cage ain't gonna do nothing for that. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I would say uh, most of the time, you number one, you know the risk that you take. You know that the risk you take when you get up there in that batter's box, and you know what's hundred mile an hour pitch can kill somebody in the face. Hundred percent. You know, it's funny is that I, I j- it just came across my timeline or something like that. It was talking about the the. The, the only person to ever get killed by a um, by a baseball mm-hmm. at bat it was yeah. like race something it was a long time ago okay yeah it, it was some it, it was weird because it was something about like the, the pitcher was like really <laughs> his body passed and like did they do that on purpose like, mm. we're also talking about the old time yeah the old time so, old time baseball rules same, we'll yeah. get to those a little bit later <laughs> now the one thing I did see was and this is softball this girl uh so they, the girl pitches mm. and the girl batting swings. And it was inside, and the ball caromed upwards, but she was facing down. So the ball went into the into the the softball the helmet cage, yeah. cage, and it got it got stuck on her face. Yeah, and it didn't hit her face. Can you uh, can yeah. you imagine just yeah. like oh my god, I I almost yeah. got my stuff busted. That's incredible. Oh, That's a close call. That is a very close yeah. call. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Yeah. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's time to talk about our beloved Chicago Bears. This is three and out. So, E, what's going on with the Bears? So, let me tell you what's going on first. Uh huh. Uh, the odds came out from Vegas. Oh, boy. Can we make some money this year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think we can make some money if we bet against the Bears. I think uh, it's very interesting to see where the Vegas odd makers see uh, the Bears this year. Right now, they're an underdog in 14 of 17 games. Ouch. The only three games that they're predicting that they will win, essentially, okay. with the spread, is on the September 19th game against the Bengals at home. They're uh, favored by three and a half. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I had. Yeah, that's what I had. October third versus the Lions at home. Obviously, five and a half. Yeah, that should be a blowout game, actually. Well, yeah, but they're should not. Be. They're not favored in the other uh, Lions game. Uh, on Thanksgiving, then, really? Uh-huh. On Jan two, uh, home against the Giants, they're favored by two against the Giants. I, I, that's going to be a tough game because the Giants are looking for payback, and then Saquon is looking like, hey. They still have Daniel Jones. And, and the thing is, too, I, I, we don't know. Those odds are going to change game by game. Oh, this yeah. Is very super early odds. Yeah, you don't know. Um, But, you know, come on, man. Like, No respect. I mean, that's destroying my life. No respect. They, yeah, it feels like it. I think, like I said, I, I think a big part of this is dependent on the fact that we don't know when Justin Fields is actually going to take the field, if it's going to be this season at all. If right. It's going to be a feeling out period for the whole year because, again, Andy Dalton's a new quarterback, too. So I think this uh, prediction or the, these lines are set by 
what we know now that Andy Dalton is expected to start? There's a lot of unknowns. I mean, we just finished rookie camp. We're right. starting mini camp. And then you got, you know, regular camp. There's a lot of things that can happen from here to then. Well, and I, I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing memes oh. pop up on, on some of these Bears Facebook pages say. and things like that. Talk about, you know, people people are super hyped about Justin Fields, but yes. they're, they're ignoring the rest of the, the draft class. And I'm like, we're not. Because, you know, we're looking at these uh, offensive linemen yes. that they drafted. Tevin Jenkins is supposed to be a beast. And where they got him versus where he was expected to be drafted. Right. He was, ex- there, there was, we, we had talked about before the draft, there were uh, uh, draft analysts who thought that he would have been there at 24, the Bears. Right. He went, what, 39? Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, you stole Justin Fields, who was supposed to be the number three overall pick like the year before. Thank you, sir. You stole Tevin Jenkins, who was supposed to be your number tw- uh, a number 20 pick, and you got him at 39. Thank you, sir. You got Daz Newsome. You got a lot of players. Yeah, we did. And I don't, I mean, if you're really paying attention to what's going on this year, we're not underestimating no, the no, no, factor no. that these rookies really are going to have. I'll, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Whatever happens with Justin Fields is going to be it's a cherry on the on a Sunday. Well, no no, because all these all these people that are coming in, the, the, all these rookies, especially the offensive line, that that's what we need to solidify. We agreed on that a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah. Now we got a bunch of burner wide receivers. Yes. Yes. And now you got That's going to help. So that's here's the thing. Yeah. That should help your line. Yes. That should help your running game. Yes. That should help your brand new quarterback. Yep. And your other brand new quarterback. Yep. So this is a, a offseason that is so unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen, but this move right here, trading or, or trading up to get Justin Fields, this is going to this is going to tell you what's going to happen for the next fifteen years with the Chicago Bears. Well, hopefully, you know. And, and I'm not saying whether it's good or uh, good or bad, but I'm telling you right now, this is what's going to happen with Matt Nagy's job. This is Ryan Pace. If you hit on Justin Fields. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, now you can have Matt Nagy stay around as a head coach of the Bears for 10, 15 years. Slay roll, slay roll. Pump, just, your, pump your brakes. Listen to what I'm saying to you. <laughs> look, at, look at Tomlin. And I knew you were going to go with that. Tomlin. I knew you were going to go with that because he, he never had a losing season. He never had, It's not just that he never had a losing season. He had a strong quarterback who he could take into the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. Even if they even if they only kind of squeaked into the playoffs, they still went to the playoffs. And that's still a playoff oh, worth. Ben, no matter oh, what, you, you put Ben in the playoffs, that's a scary thought. And and that's and that's what I'm saying is that Just don't let him travel to all, Chicago and all you need to do is hit a couple of times. Yeah. And like I said, you look at the, it at Pace's draft history, a lot of people like to pick out the bad things. There's more hits than misses. That's what I'm saying. So when you buy when you buy a record you're not gonna like every song, right? Not normally. When when you get those records and you're like, "Wow!" Uh-huh. From start to finish, uh-huh. every song was a banger. Those are special, those right? Are, those are rare, right? Those are ones you still listen to 20, 30 years from now, right? But you pick up a random record, you know, of of uh, let's say one of your favorite artists. They don't have bangers all the way through. No, and 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 you know, and that's the thing is that if you consider the fact that this is. Ryan Pace's first GM job, mm-hmm. and he's been here what, like I think seven years now, six, mm-hmm. seven years. What has this is his first job, and he brought Khalil Mack to the Bears. He, yes, he drafted uh, Trubisky. That's not his fault. 
I mean, like it, that's well, Trubisky's fault that he got drafted that high. We've always said that. What I'm saying is that he took a shot. You you he's a gambler. It didn't work that time. Right. Yeah. So now you you took your shot again. And he brought in Eddie Jackson, and he brought in Allen Robinson, and he brought in Khalil Mack, and Roquan Smith, Mm -hmm. and all these players that, you know, are cogs in what we expect to do. You know, uh, Darnell Mooney looks like a really good pick. Speaking of Darnell Mooney, Uh he's been roasting some guy that plays for the Rams. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. That's right. So, uh, Darnell Mooney, and it's funny because you brought this up and I remembered. (laughs) I'm a horrible memory. On his, uh, I think on his, uh, uh, was it Wikipedia page? Darnell uh-huh. Moody says he has, a, he has a child, and his name is uh, oh. Jalen Ramsey. That so a lot. You, you know that, that was, it wasn't him that did that. That was a fan generated thing. Jalen Ramsey did come out because, um, like we said, the Bears are going to play the Rams right. in L.A. for the first game of the season. I, I think it's a Sunday night game. Yep. Um, but yeah, he he said something They're, like, yeah. "I can't wait to go out there and and shut da- this kid down, so the Bears fans could shut the hell up." But you know what's going to happen is because that's their best defender, right? Uh-huh. So that leaves our number one <laughs> wide receiver wide open, right? So yeah, go ahead, talk all the smack, go ahead, right? So look, let's uh, let's take a further look. Now that we're talking about you know some of these ads, let's take a further look at this uh, upcoming Bears schedule. Yeah, uh, right now Z. We looked at last week. You had a prediction of two and two going yep. into Game Five with wins over the Lions and Bengals, and a loss against Matt Stafford and the Rams, mm-hmm. and then also the second loss of the season coming against the Brownies for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a look at uh, Games Five through what is this nine or eight? So on Sunday, October tenth, mm-hmm. the Bears are going. To Vegas, to Vegas, baby. Three oh five start in Vegas. This was that uh, extra 17th, game. This is the seventeenth game that yeah. they kind of wedged in the schedule there. So, I mean, w- what do we think about this? That's a no. That's you, a no. Based on what? I, they don't play well against the damn Raiders, man. They don't. I, I know the last time they played the Raiders a couple years ago was kind of a you know, crap factory. Yeah, <laughs> crap. Factory Even when they and when they played them in London, they got crapped down too. And that, that was a, that was a horrible Raider team. It's a different. Yeah, it's it's a horrible different. This is a different team. This is a different team. And you're still talking about Derek Carr. You're not. Ta- who are the world beaters on there? You know, I mean, I we know. have Khalil Mack from them. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't have him no more. Well, yeah, I mean, they picked up with those draft picks from us, and those those turned out to be pretty good players for them. I feel. Yeah. Yes. Um. I feel like the the Bears and Vegas are probably at the same level. Yeah. Um, I think being at home gives the, the, the Raiders the advantage here. Yeah, that stadium looks amazing. It does. It does. Just don't don't go to the nightclub in the uh, end zone because if uh, Andy Dalton throws one out there, you're going to get clocked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think that's a win? No, I mean, I, like I said, what gives me the one uh, the advantage one way or the other? What the swing home. is? It's being at home. Yeah. If you're the if you're the same team essentially, um, as far as like I think talent level, you're probably on the same par with the two teams. And being at home gives uh, Oak or Oakland uh, Vegas the advantage here. All right, so week number six. Oh boy, yeah, those uh, that team from up st- uh, up north, uh, Acme. Those who shall not be mentioned. No, yeah, not at all. Well, the big factor is that we don't know if A.A. Ron is going to be playing. Yeah, we do. He's going to play. There's no way he's not playing. There's no way. Let me tell the the fake uh, report yeah. of, from that, that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a good Twitter handle, yeah. Uh, Barry's a uh, fake Twitter, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way that that he's not going to be on the Packers because that that report was saying, oh, he retired. He's not retiring. He his ego is way too big to retire. Agreed. Uh, I I actually think that's a win for the Bears because they're at home. At home. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, anytime we can predict that the Bears going to beat the Packers, I'm on board. I'm like Ditka. No matter no, no matter, matter what, yeah. if you play the Packers, I don't care if literally like a three legged dog is the only player out there. I'm taking the Bears. <laughs> Agreed. All right, moving on. We're going to be going to Tampa to go visit your dad's favorite team, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just for reference, my my pops lives in in uh, in the Tampa area now, and he refuses. He's he's from Jamaica, and for some reason, he likes NFL football. Whatever caught his eye, maybe yeah. the '85 Bears. He goes to Tampa, and he used to watch all the Bucks games. And then once he heard they got Tom Brady, he goes, "I'm not watching those stinking Bucks." <laughs> <laughs> so he's taking a little hiatus for a couple of years until Tom Brady, you know, moves That's on. That's right. All right. So is that a win or a loss? At Tampa, yeah. against the champs. Yeah, I, I don't like that's a big, it. That's a big L. Like that's a big L, I, I don't too. I like it. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's going to take that personal that we whooped him. Well, we beat him last year. Because he, <laughs> he forgot to play. He was so old he forgot and confused. To, I mean, yeah. He was like, four? Is that, what is four? Can, can I get another down? What's wrong with him? Mulligan? Here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the last game we're talking about today is going to be against San Francisco. Who's the quarterback out there? Jimmy G? Or is it going to be the rookie? Supposedly. That's so they're kind of in the same right limbo now. with us. Exactly. So Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Yeah. My buddy Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, look, again, I think it's another toss-up game. I think that's yep. us being at home. That would give us the advantage. I, I feel like, Agreed. again, talent-wise, the Bears and the Niners are probably on the same level. Um, both teams opted to draft really young quarterbacks. Uh, San Fran had, the, what, number three overall pick, so it had yep. to be a reason they were there. Jimmy G's been injured, so I feel like we're going to see Trey Lance earlier in San Francisco then we will see Justin Fields uh, over Andy Dalton, again, barring injury. I just feel like Jim, Jimmy G is so injured. And unless he just unless he goes out there, starts the season, and then does have an issue and then tries to hide it. You know what I mean? Because like, he, he was that guy. He was the young and up-and-coming guy a couple of years ago. And that didn't pan out. So that's a win. That's yeah, a Bears oh, win. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like it as a win. Them coming here, I do. So they're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, well, I mean, again. That's a 500 season right there. Hey. So that's a, that's a non. So we all get to keep our jobs. That's a non-losing season. So now, uh, last thing I want to mention about the Bears today. You know, we just talked about the possibility of Justin Fields over Andy Dalton at some point in the season or Trey Lance over Jimmy G at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, Collins, Chris Collinsworth came out on his podcast and he said that I would play Justin Fields. He's a guy I would throw in right away. What do you think? Um, I'm not a big fan of him. Who Collinsworth? Yeah, I don't know. For <laughs> some reason, I mean, I don't, I'm not talking about that. I'm <laughs> it was okay. I, but I, here's the thing: I, we I, don't know what's going to happen with Justin Fields. I mean, if he beats out everyone out in minicamp or whatever training camp, then yeah, put him in there. Right. If he if he's head over shoulders above everybody and knows the plays and knows where to position people and throw and makes the right throws, makes the right calls, yeah, let's run it. I think that's the only way that right. they can start him. Right away. If not, let him watch because he's just he's still a kid. Yeah, you know. I mean, and the game's a one, lot faster in the NFL than it is in college. Correct. And he's already been through a few transitions in his life. He's had the spotlight on him since he was probably fourteen years old. Right. You know, I don't think that it's something where he'll crumble under pressure. 
Um, but I still think that he has a couple of things to kind of learn. And I also think that sitting on the bench will humble him a bit. But again, unless he comes out on absolute fire. Right. Fire. He in, doesn't in, have the chip on his shoulder. Remember, he has that, right. that chip right now. So, uh, like you said, it's got to be a perfect storm for him to come out and right. be week one quarterback. Right. And, and you know, it, funny enough is I, I feel like a lot of this is going to be predicated on what happens between the the preseason game mm-hmm. when we play the Bills. Yep. Mitch, Trubisky. Mitch versus uh, Justin Fields. Fields. So, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, as, as Petty. Is that a home game? I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't. If it is, we got to go to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can wear your Trubisky uh, jersey. What? What? <laughs> I'll re- no. Hold on. Oh, look. Wait a minute. I'll, br- I'll bring my Trubisky bobble or uh, pop. That's the only thing I have at Trubisky is the little, uh, the Funko pop. Better put a firecracker and pop his head off, man. He's no good. That's no good here. <laughs> hey, I don't discriminate. I got a, I got a, uh, what was it, uh. Ben Wallace. I got a Ben Wallace spawn oh, figure. That's, yeah, that's cool, though. It looks really cool, though. Now, so here, you know what's funny about that is that Mike Lodge was like, you need to get that out of here. Hey, Wallace just made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he did. He did. You know what? That, that was something else that we, uh, I think we mixed up the classes last week. So the 2020 and the 2021 NBA draft classes yeah. uh, basically went at the same time because of COVID. They just finished it, and then they announced the new ones, and that's, that's why we, we got it confused. I think we flipped it a little bit. Yeah. But- Guess what? If you really want to get into basketball, go check out my Mike Logic and ID on, on their podcast. That's right. They will really break it down. Yeah, they break all that stuff down. All right, we'll be right back with three. Uh, yeah, with three up and three down. <laughs> that, that confused me, all these threes. Uh, after a quick word from our sponsor. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. What's up, Chicago? This is Enrique Calderon coming at you. Wanted to congratulate my boy Jose Big C Zalzo and his homie E-Rock from True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast on their one-year anniversary. They have a party coming up on June 13th at District in Wicker Park from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. So if you're in the area, come check them out. Talk sports. Have a drink. Let's celebrate one-year anniversary True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon.
Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Mike Logic of the All Net Podcast. You are listening to E-Rock and Big Z on the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Listen, y'all, you're not going to find a better Chicago, all-encompassing sports podcast. So keep checking in with these guys. Listen to All Net Podcast with myself and Ideal. You can go to anchor.fm backslash All Net Podcast to find it. Peace. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Yo, E, what's going on with these cubbies, man? They're, they're, where'd they come from? These ain't your dad's cubbies. <laughs> my, my dad's copies were terrible. <laughs> That's what I'm Except saying. for one year in 84 and the rest. Anyway, uh, last week the Cubs welcomed back some familiar faces to Wrigley Field. Uh, former Cubs John Lester and Kyle Schwarber, both now with the Nats, came to Wrigley Field for the first time this season. Lester was pre- presented with a W flag and a pair of Wrigley Field seats, uh, all covered in uh, signatures and messages dope, from, dope. from all the Cubs. Um, all throughout the organization, the players, the, I'm sure the Bat Boy got his got his pen in there. So I mean, like they 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 did it up for uh for for my boy Lester. They played the country music in the background because you know that's that's what he likes. And uh, you know both him and Schwarber got standing ovations. Schwarber also hit a home run in his return to Wrigley. Maybe it had something to do with what KB left in the field for him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Um. You know, we're, we're talking about this candy that sat out there. I can't understand how it's a Twix. It, it was a Twix, a Snickers, KB playing at left field where he knew Schwarber would be. He left a little bit of candy, a little bit of snacks out there. So I, I thought that was pretty funny because, um, you know, it's the whole organization showing love for these former players. They, I think, even though they're not contractually a part of the Chicago Cubs, we know that as long they're as they're out Cubs. there, they are Chicago Cubs, just like uh, Dexter Fowler. There's a couple of guys yeah. out there. Um, you know, so I mean, look, look, they're still getting love from the organization. They're getting love from the the players that they played with for so long. And I just love to see them still kind of finding a way to stay teammates, even though they're not on the same team anymore. No, this is awesome. I mean, same thing with the White Sox. We we kind of show our, our, our team, our players love that leave and come back. Mm. That's because they're ingrained in us. Right. Like if, if you you hustled and you you show that you're gonna go all out for for the Chicago teams, doesn't matter what Chicago team you're on, right? We're gonna love you. You know it, what that reminds me of is, uh, you know, we we didn't talk about it in the Bears segment, but it reminds me of the way that we still think about the '85 Bears. Oh yeah, and everything that's going on with Mongo right now. Oh yeah, you know all the former players showing up and showing love, and I seen Butthead out there and and Jimmy Mack and Ditka and Rick ben Flair showed up. Rick Flair because they were friends from his wrestling. WWE. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's what it kind of reminds me of. And I feel like the shame of it is that we see so much more potential at the time for this team to, to win a couple of championships. That's what we expected. Right. And and I think the fear is and was was that 2016 is going to be that, that the Bears. team that we think about in the same, yeah. in the same they, way. They are the the new 85 Bears. And unfortunately, such a lot, some, tons of talent and just couldn't continue Getting the ball rolling. I think the the main thing, and and people don't think about it that much, was the one cog that Madden kept talking about is that 
As he goes, we go. And yep. that was Dexter Fowler. You need a leadoff and man. Since Sets he was the table. There, and we've said it on this show a yep. couple times. Yep. If you don't have a table setter, you don't have the team. You don't you you're just not starting the game off correctly. Exactly. And this is happening with my team right now where you know, T.A. was going a little slumpy. He was like 0 for 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a, got a hit today. But, again, if you don't set the table, none of us can eat. Uh, sir? Yes, sir. Stay at a Cubs business. This is the Cubs <laughs> segment. I want to hear the White Sox until we get oh, to the yeah, White home Sox. Run. Home All right? run. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. We're watching, no, no. watching the game. Let's just let's, let's stay on the Cubs. The Cubs are over 500. The Cubs are over 500. And they're and beating the Cardinals. And they're playing the Cardinals. And, and guess what? They come see us. Look, man. So you're going to be a White Sox fan for the next couple of days. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> How did we get back to the White Sox? What is happening? White Sox is taking over my life. What is happening right now? I'm trying to talk about these Chicago Cubs. Oh, man. Put a shirt on, dude. Was that a chick? <laughs> oh, that is a All chick. Right. That is back to the story. New York. Come so, on. So, what is that? So now that we're back to talking about the Cubs, yeah. focus. 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 <laughs> I mean, look at that. I can't I focus on that. Chris Bryant. Yes, sir. From the Chicago Cubs currently still. Still right now. Yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, we're talking about the Cubs being over 500. He is definitely the big story of the yes, Cubs right now. He's playing MVP caliber of baseball. And exactly. that That's the thing is that what that does is that puts the Cubs in a really, really tough position. Because now, Especially with this series against the Cardinals. It's a clear cut position. You've got to go. You have to sign them now. This series right now is going to dip. If they can somehow, I mean, it's early in the season, but I mean, get that momentum where you can sit there and be considered, yes, I'm a contender. You were a contender last year because you you won the division. You keep winning the division. That puts you in the playoffs. So now what do you do? You, If you think there isn't a good chance that this year, right now, that you could win the World Series. Do you take Chris Bryant, who's been playing his ass off, mm-hmm. and do you find a way to move him to another team who has a better chance of winning the World Series, theoretically, and try to br- bring back players for the future, or do you go all in with KB, a, a player who will be 30 going into next season? Okay, so this is what I would do if I were the, if I was a Cubs GM. I would do what the Yankees did. When the Cubs called and said, hey, we need a closer. Mm. But it's yeah. going to take these yeah. prospects. Guess what? There's going to be a team that needs an outfielder yeah. to make that push. Yeah. And it could be the White Sox. It could be the Mets. It can be whoever it is. It doesn't matter. But this is going to be the price because he's hitting so well right. that you're going to get high-level prospects back. And you tell KB, hey, we're not really in a in, – in, we can make the playoffs, but we're not going to win the championship. We don't mm-hmm. feel we have enough. We're going to trade you right now, and what's going to happen is – you're going to go and get a playoff push, mm-hmm. and at the end of the year, we're going to sign you. We want you back. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you do. You flip them I, and to get assets and bring them back. You, you, so you, you should do what other smart teams do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get the player and the player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the thing. Have your cake and Look, eat it, too. I'm, I'm completely um, – if they can find a way yeah. to get that done, I'm 100% on board on it. Because here's the thing is that – we're finally seeing Bryant healthy, and it's amazing. So what he's able to do this year, um, according to ESPN stats and information, uh, Chris Bryant is the for, uh, third former MVP, along with Jackie Robinson and Johnny Bench, to start a game at five positions in a single season. That's five different positions in a single season. 
I'm going to say it's third, first, and probably all the outfield positions. So he played that's center. Five. So he played center. Oh, wow. Yeah, know that. so that's five different positions. If he has only three more starts at first, he'll be the first former MVP to start at least five games in five different positions. So I, I, I misspoke there. Five games of five different positions in a single season. So that means that he's going to start. He started at all those positions at least once. Yep. If he starts five, uh, what, uh, two more or three more games at first, mm-hmm. that's five different positions that he started five different times. Okay. You're talking about a guy who's versatile. Yeah. So you got a guy who's finally been able to expand his versatility be between uh, only being a third baseman and, and uh, a left fielder. He's going all over the place now, and he's finally healthy, and he's finally swinging the bat like we know he's capable. So I would, I, I really, really want the Cubs to find a way to bring back uh, Bryant. He did have something to say about this, and he says, it doesn't feel like I'm doing it a lot more i'm just out there being myself being aggressive on a pitch in the zone it's nothing consciously or different just sometimes you go on runs where you get better pitches to hit on the first pitch and you take advantage uh you know again we talked before about the cubs relationship with chris bryant as they currently stand what are you saying that they should sign chris bryant i'm saying what i said earlier yeah you trade him and bring him back next. how much are you going to give him (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the thing, and I know we were dis- we were disagreeing last week where we talked about like oh, yeah, and I was saying that the Cubs are shedding salary, so I don't know if they're going to be the ones saying this is how much we're going to give you. We're going to give you top dollar, or say take a hometown discount. You can't sign all three of those guys and say I'm shedding salary, and when you gave away a couple guys that were ch- you could have got cheaper. So you got Jock Peterson. Who's, yeah, who's he, been, he's, on, he's been on fire too. He's been, he's been on fire. hot and cold, yes. yeah. well, hot but, but, and cold. And, well, and that's what it is. He's streaky. You know, what okay, I mean? we knew that. We knew that. We said this since day one. Streaky. Exactly. Right, right. So here's the thing. You know, uh, about half of the Cubs roster is going to become free agents in November. Right. You know, we're looking at Bryant, uh, Baez, and Rizzo, the the marquee names there. Um, you know, when they traded you Darvis the last year, you know, it kind of told us that Hoyer, you know thought that this was going to be a just transitional year but i think of it this way what if they had you darvish still on this team right now if they had you darvish they're, they're five games over 500 right now so that's, they're in first place that's where you're even and i disagree I, with that trade it, it should have waited till this year that it, it's just it's frustrating i don't know i don't know what to do as a cubs fan i want them to win but i want them to be able to replenish the system i want them to be able to have sustained, sustained success yes and they've been able to do that for the past five years. But the problem is, is that if you're not making the World Series, what is the point of it all? Well, Just to, because, because here's the thing. If you don't consistently have a team that can actually make the World Series, you know can win a bunch of divisions. It's kind of like the Cardinals do. You know what I mean? The Cardinals, you the see Braves. them. The, the Cardinals, the Braves, Braves, of the the 90s. Braves of the 90s. Yeah. Is it better to just continually have sustained success and try to, like, every year make the playoffs? Or have that one-off. And have that one-off every, like, five, six years. Hey, that same kind of crew that's been together the whole time wins a World Series because they make the playoffs because then it's just a tournament. It's whoever's better that, that for the yeah, next like, gets couple hot. months, you yeah. know. Or do you want them to tear it down to, you know what I mean? That's And, and that's, that's the problem is because that's where we're standing right now as Cubs fans. We don't know what to do. 
right because your system is kind of depleted you don't have a lot of guys that are going to be coming up that can contribute within because, the next one be, two they, three years because they gave it all up to, to be able to try to do that exactly when they sit there go after Quintana so now Jed Hoyer has to be like you know the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler right come right. up with a five-year plan all right, right. so if you want to work at Hooters, that's now, fine, but come Theo's up with a gone. five-year plan. And now Theo's gone and sitting in his lap. Exactly. Theo did all this and made the trades, trying to be aggressive, you know, bringing in you Darvish instead of bringing Jake back, and so on and so forth. And you know what I mean. But and you now got the you're chip. At a point, right? And you so got it doesn't matter. So, but and 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 that's that's the caveat because he left him with an empty bag, with a bag full of holes right. that you can't fill up anymore. Right. And we've been riding the coattails of that championship for the last five years and they've been making the playoffs welcome to our lives for the last five years you know what i mean so it's just it's just look this kind of reminds me of right now where we're sitting when Pujols was getting ready to be a free agent and he was being courted by the cubs because if you remember the same year that Pujols was a free agent from the uh Cardinals. cardinals um Prince Fielder was a free agent from the Brewers that same year. So there was a lot of talk about uh, Pujols coming to the Cubs, um, Prince Fielder coming to the Cubs back and forth. But that's what this kind of reminds me of. I feel like KB is, because of the injuries, he hasn't had as much wear and tear as far as, like, games played. Not nearly as those guys. No way. And that, and that's the He's thing. He's a lot smaller than both of those guys, too. He, I feel like Brian is gonna have those, those times where, yeah, he's gonna. He, I feel like he's just gonna be a guy who has like great years here and there where they're like really, really good MVP caliber. I do feel like he's injury prone, so unless he can find a way, similarly to the way that Jake Arrieta very early in his career was injured a lot, and he found a way through yoga, meditation, whatever it is, to yeah. kind of help his body recover. I don't want KB to be a Pujols, where he goes to another team, signs there with his big contract, and just never really contributes the way that you saw when he did with with St. Louis. Right. Because what eventually happened with Pujols is he got released from the Angels with really no explanation. It was just kind of like early season. uh, No one was even really warned about it. So where did he go? To my my other team, the Dodgers. Yeah, the Doyers. Yeah, so he's been actually pretty well in this role where he's had 19 at-bats, five hits, five ribbies, and one home run. Not a bad pinch hitter. So the funny thing is, is that when he became a free agent, we talked about, is there a possibility mm-hmm. of him joining his former manager from St. Louis? Uh, there's no room from here. That's what happened. So Z, what's going on in the so-soy? White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. We're with you all the way. All right, all right. So. Let me put my phone down. Let me take a little, little swig of something here. Oh, okay. Getting prepared. I have been waiting all week to talk about this. <laughs> you have no idea. I look like the cartoons where there was smoke coming out of my ears. My face was beat red. This has been a long week just to get in front of the microphone. The White Sox. <laughs> this effing team. <laughs> This effing team. And when I mean this effing team, I'm talking about the manager. La embarrassment. <laughs> I'm in danger. This team is whooping everybody in the central. They, they whooped the, the Royals. Then they whooped the Twins. And then back and forth. And then they're playing, again, the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. And they're whooping their butt. And they have La Tortuga, mm-hmm. a position player, pitching. And he throws a couple pitches. Yep. And they're outside. 
And then he throws one, a, a hanger, just a hanger. Uh-huh. And my boy, Yermin Mercedes, yeah. <laughs> whew, Yermin Mercedes takes a Euphis pitch. What? The, the, right. yeah, the, it's a, the Euphis. What? Euphis? What? It's a weird, yeah, it's an Euphis pitch because that thing was only like 47 miles an hour. Okay. And to that point, do you know how hard it is yes. to take a 47-mile-an-hour yes. pitch 420 feet? Yes. It's it, it's super hard. Absolutely. All right. He takes this EFIS pitch and puts it into the next zip code. Yep. Come on. Come on. And people are losing their minds. I thought it – look, it didn't bother me because you put a position player out there, and that signals a white flag. That's – we're done. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's listen to this. We don't need a pitch clock for Astadio. Oh, he loaded up. Mercedes tattoos it to center. It is gone. There you go. A 3-0 swing. <laughs> so he's rounding the bases, and the pitcher and and, uh, and and Mercedes, they know each other. Right. They're boys. Yeah, yeah. So is he a little bit mad? Yeah, because he took him out of the ballpark. But guess what? Don't, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's a th- you're playing professional baseball. I think that the thing that a lot of people got upset about is that it was 3-0. <laughs> well, you know, the Twins broadcast got mad about it and got their panties in a bunch. They did. They did. They're talking, oh, there's no room for that in baseball. Get the f- out of here. Hey, if there's room on the scoreboard, there's room for it. The game is not over. Hey, guess what? It's not. It, if I'm up there, I'm swinging. Right. If I, The whole point of, of going up there and, and being a batter is to hit the ball. See ball, hit ball. That's yeah. what they tell you from the time you're six. Yeah. See ball, hit ball. I saw the ball, I hit the ball, the ball went out. My, my concern as a batter is not to score. Nope. Nope. And people are like, oh, he's being selfish, and this, this, and that. How is it selfish to score? First of all, I'm there to hit the ball. That's what you pay me to do. Right. I don't I don't even play the field right now. And the th- here's the thing is that if you put a position player on the mound, you're basically, like I said, you're waving the white flag. So what does that mean? Would you rather him walk that player on and continue the to inning. on longer yeah. or have him hit it and now you, uh, okay, let's go. Let's go. Finish the inning. Yeah. I mean, it's just me. I just, I don't understand it. And then embarrassment. This is what <laughs> really fucking took me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Lerato, La, La embarrassment showed up to his media availability on Tuesday, a whole day later, yep. and publicly embarrassed his own player. Yep. Even saying, this is why wow, he's recorded that he might spank, he would, he would like to spank Mercedes if he wasn't so big and strong. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mercedes will murder you, dude. You're 80,000 years old. You were you were walking around with the dinosaurs. Get out of here! I don't want to like this, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, I mean, I, and I told you before before they hired Larusa, I told you who my choice for manager was. Yeah, and, but they didn't want that, that and, cheater stank on them. But guess but, what? But here's the thing: that would wore off by now. Yeah, and and look at the stink you have on you now. <sighs> the, depends. It's so here's <laughs> depends on preparation age. You know what? Really, uh, as an outsider, uh, as just a baseball fan, you know what pisses me off mm-hmm. is that he's the story instead of these players. Exactly, he's taken away from the players' glory. Right, I mean, exactly. he, he continued to say he made uh, your Mercedes made a mistake. There will be a consequence. He has to endure that. He has to endure within the family, dude. You did not own up. To your mistake at the beginning of this, right. you know, when we hired you. Right. You put right. that off. Like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Right. Dude, a DUI is nothing to play for. Not t- t- 
The man hit a home run. You got a DUI. You should have consequences. Yes. As simple as that. Yes. There's no cut. There don't DUI. Right. Don't beat your wife. Don't beat kids. Don't beat animals. Right. Those are the rules. I'm with you. After that, you're okay with my book. Yeah. It. It. it I don't. I just don't understand. <laughs> I, I really hope that Reinsdorf is just taking this in because like I said before, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that your GM wanted this guy. He said it with the, no, he didn't. Face. You know what I mean? He was just like, uh, he, I guess I got to do it. My boss told me to do it. Here's the guy kind of parts of a guy used to be a guy. Now he's just a thing. I yeah. don't know, man. Uh, so Yermin talked to the media that same day and talked about the home run. He says, I'm going to play my game. I can't be another person. If I change, everything's going to change. Yes. Yes. You pay me to hit the ball. You yes. don't pay me to play the field. I, my job is to hit the ball, and I yes. hit the ball. 100%. Why am I getting persecuted for this? Because Tony LaRusa is a crusty old turd who needs to be scooped <laughs> up. Tony, here's the thing about Tony. He's a family of guy, old guy. He's not, he's not even like an old turd anymore. He's like the white turds. <laughs> <laughs> the from the like, geese, the ones when the geese lay no, out no, there, no. they stay out there no, forever. They're no, turn white. No, no, like in like in Step Brothers when, oh. the, when, the, when when the turds are just there so so long that they turn white and it looks like powdered, do- powdered oh, donut. Oh man, that's that's how old and crusty this guy is. I, how are you out here just talking down about the dude who is basically saving your your team right now because your best three hitters were out? This yeah, the embarrassment. Reacted to Yermin saying that he said, I heard he said something like, I play my game. Lurusa said, no, he doesn't. He plays for Major League Baseball. Respect the game, respect his opponents. Um, First of all, he plays for the White Sox. He doesn't play for MLB. We are not in 1923. <laughs> You're not going to put up our Dukes, you know? <laughs> We're not going to do that. So, you know what? I The do funny some, thing is that. Do some old-timey boxing. Right, exactly. My guy, who I thought should have been the coach, had uh-huh. something to say about this. Listen up. <laughs> what Tony say about respect the sign. Yeah. I do respect 100%. I do respect nobody in this planet is more old school than me. Even count Tony Arusa. Okay. okay. By the way, when you bring a catcher, a, a position player to pitch, that means you give in. You give up. We right. said that. We said that. Out. Nobody complain about it. Nobody said anything about it. Everything in this game changed. 1990s, 80s, when I started playing, he just me hit a home run. The Sugi touch second base. He's on. He ain't make it to home play. If, if I, <laughs> That's 80s baseball. I would be aggravated <laughs> about it. I don't want to make up this big deal. Just why so I have to forget about this big deal? And the Minnesota Twin hit him. I think Lynch hit some. He hit Cruz. Yeah. Cruz. Hit Cruz. Yeah, exactly. Say, okay, yes. you're going to play with us. We're going to play with you. Why? Because, first of all, you guys give up in the game. Right. You- All right, that, that, we're going to leave it right there. Thank. This is courtesy of NBC uh, uh, Sports Chicago. Thank you so much. So, yes, Ozzy says a lot. Yes, back in the day, old school baseball, you can't do that. Right. This is not no, all over. It's not. The tagline for the White Sox, it's called change, change the, game. the game. So, if I'm changing the game by bad flipping, what difference is it if I hit a 3-0 pitch? It doesn't change the outcome of the game. We were still whooping your ass. The difference is is that the Chicago White Sox keep proving every seven to ten days that they hired the wrong yes. manager. Because every seven to ten days you hear something about him fighting with the player. Didn't TA just have to make up with him? 
<laughs> Didn't he just have to, Oh you know He's like the grandpa That we don't uh, listen to oh, that, every, oh, every show well, that, was, well, that was yesterday Yeah that was yesterday they, they talk, Or day before yesterday We talked about Yeah Friday Alright so Twins Tyler Duffy Threw at Jeremy Mercedes The next day And the pitch was malicious Because it went after his knees Right Alright This is the best offensive player Which is you alluded to Right Because no one else Has been showing up Right well, because again, Eloy is out, uh, uh, Lou Bob is he's out, up. and then uh, uh, all the pressures on on MVP though, so he's not and, doing and, so well. And he got hurt too, and right. so he he was out the series right, right. for that series, right? So, yeah, if, if you're gonna throw at him, throw at the meaty side, throw throw at his backside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. That's baseball. I get that old school baseball, right? But if you're gonna take out someone's head or right. someone's knees, you're being malicious. And that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's the thing is that. Uh, you know, Larusa said that he didn't have a problem. With How do you him. not protect what your own player? About? Are you getting paid by Minnesota? What is your problem, dude? I, I wonder is your mean like sleeping with one of his granddaughters or something like that? Like, what is happening right now? Did he break up with one of his family members? Like, what is going on right now? Why are you going after your own dude? I don't know, but I I think that uh, uh, he does not like Mercedes. Apparently not. I mean, I and I. And I don't How do you throw your own player under the I bus? I feel like was he a guy that like someone says, yeah, you got to keep this guy, and then he went out there and proved them wrong or something. So like- he did in the minors, um, and because he bounced around for a bit, he did have the uh, "I'm a party, I'm gonna do whatever I want" kind yeah. of mentality. Yeah. And the White Sox did take a flyer at him, but since he's been here, he's been a role model. Yes. Like he's been doing everything they've been asking him to do. Yes. Because he, he look, he's like, I got my chance at the big show. I'm, I'm gonna take advantage of it, and he has been. He has I been. Mean, how many times we're over here watching the game, and they're like. But it's 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 always uh, yeah. Pat Hughes and the, yeah. the, the voiceover, and he's like, "Buy this your main Mercedes bat with you know <laughs> he messes up his batting name so yeah. bad it drives me nuts." But it's the it's the like the special edition bat with the signature and eight for eight and this and that and yeah. seven thousand RB whatever the hell it was. This dude is bringing more attention because everyone, every baseball fan in America was playing paying attention to. If not every team, two teams in particular, the Padres and the White Sox, yeah. to see what they were going to do this year. We already knew that the Dodgers won the World Series last year. Everyone's always kind of paying attention to the Yankees because they have so many names. But the two major teams that we were trying to, like, just nationally, what happened with the Padres, what happened with the White yeah. Sox. And it's just like, it's it's he's embarrassing the team Every opportunity he gets is this his payback for being fired thirty years ago? Yeah, let me tank this job. I mean, forty years ago, Lance Lynn commented as well. He said, "On the matter, there are no rules when a position player is pitching." Right. The more I play the game, the more these unwritten rules have gone away. Yes, because it's called evolution. Right. This isn't the old man game anymore. You know, Lambertson commented on Lynn said, "Lynn has a locker. I have an offense. I uh, an office. I don't agree. So I don't give a." Sh- your office bro like i get paid to play i just i i can't i don't understand why there's so many good players on this team so many good names so it it, again i can't are you trying to alienate yourself from the team i I just can't i can't or are we gonna have thinking uh, about what what it is that larusa is is going through in his mind that he's he's just basically sabotaging his place how you can't tell me that he hasn't lost this team already this early in his is. He's already lost his five to six games, and people are like, "Oh, it's only three. Like, no, watch all the games. Right? How many times did he take the pitcher out early or too late? So, Tim Anderson tweeted, "Of course he did. This mm-hmm. game, the game wasn't over. Keep doing you, babe, big bat, big daddy. Yeah, yeah. Because he's all about changing the game. Let's go have fun. The whole thing with same thing. Tatis did the same thing last year, mm-hmm. and he got persecuted, and he they made him apologize. 
Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> this this guy's going to be the face of baseball for the next 10, 15 years. Uh-huh. And you're going to be like, oh, apologize for doing your job. It, it doesn't make any sense. We got players in other leagues who have been charged with murder. Yep. Ray Lewis. Still played. He's a Hall of Famer. Yep. He got more love than Erlacher. Right. Because he danced. Got guys who beat their wives in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. This is upside down. We're making this big old fuss because this guy did his job. And you got players that don't do their jobs and do other stuff on the side. My boy Bauer commented. He did. If you had a three-run homer off me, I won't consider it a crime. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah. If, a three, a th- here's the thing. A 3-0 homer is a 3-0 homer. It's Why like, do I have to wait for 3-1? Right. And and that's the thing is that it, they said it's a take pitch. It's a 3-0. If you're, you're up 3-0. No, it, 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 it's I, a take pitch. First well, of all, that just means that you're going to throw it down the middle. I'm not taking that pitch. If it looks good, the whole thing, see ball, hit ball. And people like, it's oh, as easy as you can get. He missed the he missed the call or the uh, the signal. Well, first of all, I'm a right-handed hitter. My catch, my 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 third baseman is not in my point of view. Right. And the, and the and the manager said Larusa, embarrassment said, "Oh, I was on the top step yelling." Um, I've seen your press conferences. I don't think you can yell, bro. <laughs> I think you'll fall back if you yell. That's too much air. To That's too much once. air. Let me. The kids making probably making me like what three thousand dollars a game. Yeah. I mean, let, let's break that down. He is making more right now than he would an entire year in the minor leagues. Yep. So um, I'm not even getting into numbers. I'm going to skip all over this. But pretty much, let's say let's say his minimum salary right now is ninety thousand a year. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean when you're looking at. Uh, you know, that that, that like, would be in the minors, like com, that like consultants of like you know some law firm is right. Making like a, a, so he made the grand. big league team, and he's making the league minimal, which right. is five hundred and seventy thousand. Right. Um, I'm I'm playing for a contract. Yeah. I'm if it's to, not with the White Sox, it might be with someone else. Considering the fact that he was in the minors for so long, and he's finally getting his chance. Exactly. You're good. You know what I mean? I just. I, and he's going to go through arbitration, which means every number on the yes, offensive side yes, counts towards yes, your paycheck. Yes. Every every time he swings the bat, he, he he can either add or subtract money from his bank account. We just talked about KB. Right. He's playing MVP caliber right. baseball. Which, Guess what? Which is going to make him a ton of money. Exactly. We were talking about. Oh no, he's not worth the thirty million. Um, okay. now he is. <laughs> right. Now he is. <laughs> when you play five positions and play them well, and hit the ball and hit the ball very well. <laughs> so big man, make your money. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello. You play to win the game. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yeah. 
Today's guest is no stranger to the show. The one that started it all. Nikola Wozniak's dad is the second most well-known person in the Last Dance documentary. Let me tell you a little something about a man named John. Like everyone else, we were sitting around at the start of the pandemic. We we're waiting and wanting to watch sports. And ESPN already announced that they would be releasing a 10-part documentary featuring the 1998 Chicago Bulls and their last dance as a team. Little did we know that that would be the linchpin to start the best Chicago sports podcast of all time. Oh, yeah. John Michael Wozniak is the security guard card on tape in the locker room playing quarters and beating... MJ backstage and as we all by now uh, as we all know by now after he beat MJ he did the infamous shoulder shrug so I made a meme and I put it on our Instagram page and this is what it said this is the only man who Michael Jordan couldn't beat John Michael Wozniak the real MVP that's true so we had just I had just started the Instagram page we were in the pandemic trying yeah. to like hey how can we boost this let's do something so I made the meme, I made yeah. I made the IG, I made the meme, I, I started blowing up, up. And I get a message and it says, Hey man, that's my dad in that thing. So I I mean I got all excited. I says, Hey, can we can we get an interview, man? Like let's talk to you. I want to I want to hear your stories. You know, uh he agreed. I hit I hit up Big Z who we just brought to uh, TCSF. I, I says, Hey man, I don't know if we're gonna do a blog, I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast, what we're gonna do with this, but talk to this guy. Let's record it. And that's what everyone hears on our very first episode. And the rest is history. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you listen to the episode, there's great content. Obviously, the audio quality is not that great because <laughs> I was literally FaceTiming Nikolai with my iPad, which I'm using right now, uh -huh. and recording the sound with my phone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, let's just say. There was a truck in the back. I oh, yeah, it, yeah. There was a truck passing by. You hear a bunch of noise. You can hear the fan. Yeah, it's. <laughs> So that's right. With no further ado, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Nikolai Wozniak. Welcome back, brother. How have you been? Doing well. Happy to be here. And um, I appreciate the story. I didn't know uh, the background and how I could impact. So I genuinely am happy to see you guys doing well. Yeah, thank and happy, you. Really happy to help. Yep. Thank you. All right. So it's been one year after the debut of The Last Dance. How has your life changed at all, if any? If, if did it change at all? I mean, yeah, it, it, especially in the beginning, um, there was just a lot of uh, people reaching out and uh, I don't know how people got my contact information, um, but there was just a lot of, you know, <laughs> and um, just a lot of people um, really, I guess, inspired or touched or uh, thought it was fun during a really down season with the pandemic and whatnot, um, you know, so yeah, just as far as change, it's just, you know, it, it's a nice point of conversation you know for work or just breaking the ice with people i meet um it's just something you know if they're a basketball fan they know who my dad was right um but yeah it's, it's a good icebreaker and yeah uh, yeah nothing nothing major i didn't didn't do any business ventures or anything like that i was just you know given his departure i was just happy that he you know got some some uh recognition yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's okay we we went ahead and did it for you we turned the whole thing into a business so thank you for that yeah thank you thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> you thank you john keep, just, just keep being successful you know and in the spirit of your dad who's always been a giving person right he gave us this podcast yeah i mean honestly that's that so you know, when you really think about it yes. that's exactly what happened I'm, no, I'm happy for that. I really am. I really do. There's enough to go around in life, and I really believe that, you know, just be happy to see people do well. So I'm, I'm, I really am happy for you guys. And thank I, you. Thank I, you. 
Yeah. Tearing up a little bit here. <laughs> uh, I, I know you said that MJ reached out uh, last year after your dad passed away. Has anyone from the Bulls organization reached out to you personally after the airing of the show? And have you heard from uh, Jordan's uh, sons at all? Yeah, not really the organization, um, because I think more so Michael's, you know, deeper into the, his organization. Um, but no, I mean, I, I've kept, you know, in touch, uh, you know, with Michael and then also just, you know, um, online here and there, you know, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. book with the kids. Um, but, you know, nothing. I mean, it, it was kind of, you know, it kind of died down as business as usual. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more personally in my life if I run into people. Uh, but, I, you know, I just kind of kept it low-key. It was more about my dad. I didn't want to, again, I didn't want to, like, leverage it, um, like, leverage his him in that sense. Yeah. You know, so. No, I, I, look, I feel like the way that you talk about your dad and the way you think about your dad is very similar to the way that I think about mine. Right. You know, he's he, my dad came from Jamaica, and he came here, and he set up shop after a long time, and just to watch the things that he's done in his life. I brag about my dad's accomplishments. Like it was, you know, you, I think like typi- you were there. Well, I typically, I think typically like parents in general, you want to brag about your kids, but I brag about my dad. So I feel like, you know, being in the position that you are being that all of a sudden your, your father rose to this, um, this, this fame and this notoriety, notoriety, like all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like you kind of get to relive everything all over again and then experience in, and just kind of get that, that emotion of what it was like to be around your dad at that time. So, I mean, like I, I completely relate with that, man. Yeah, no, again, he, I mean, everyone gets a little sip, uh, or a little, you know, little snapshot, I guess, of, of that part of his life or that interaction that they right. had, that literally one, that's just one, you know, one slide in the entire, you know, film reel of, of his life and the things he had gone through and the success he had as, you know, uh, as Chicago police on the narcotics unit. And then as, um, a friend and, uh, someone who took his job very seriously. So you just got to see more of a casual, more of a playful moment. Um, but he was, I mean, truly accomplished in what he did. Uh, and I hope, I hope to be as accomplished, you know, uh, in my line of work. Well, you, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that you talk about your dad being involved, uh, being a police officer. Right. One of the things that we actually did is in the me- in the meantime, since we last spoke to you, we actually got involved with the CPD Knights, the Chicago Police Department baseball team, and they right. do a lot of youth programs, and we've been working with them. Yeah, we, bit too. we've been uh, going to some of their camps. We have another camp coming up uh, later on in the summer. Um, they actually played the Chicago Dogs, which is the minor league team up in Rosemont. Right. So we've partnered up with them. A lot of those guys, actually, we, we've actually known and didn't know we knew they played right. baseball. Right, right, right. Uh, Ron Ayala, he, he's, he's went to high school with us. Right. He was on the team and then a couple other guys that uh, Gigantorg knows. But um, I, had a, I had a quick question now that we're talking about, the, you know, CPD. What, was that something that you wanted to do? Did you want to become mm-hmm. a police officer and follow your father's footsteps? You know what? I did. Um, I had taken the test uh, for CPD and also for Illinois State Police. Okay. And then I was, you know, dating my, my wife now, and she just was begging me not to. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and I was like, just right there in the probationary period, and then ended up going another direction in my career. But yeah, I mean, because you know, I saw the camaraderie and the friendships he had built, right? Um, all the respect that you know he had had, and I saw that like he did it right. You know, he was he was right. so respectful, buddy. No matter what who they were if they if they're in the back of the, of the squad car or if they were you know a, a chief he treated everybody the same so like 
I knew I could do it right because he did it right. And everyone told me he was he was a real police and he did things and he respected everybody. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to do that. But then I also had some had some other folks who were on the force with him and, and then also agreed with my wife, like the different time and a different era. So don't let right. your dad. And, you know, it, it wasn't like he was forcing me, but he was just telling me it was, you know, something great. And there were there were pros and cons. But, you know, my, my wife ended up winning that winning that one. <laughs> Happy wife, enough. happy life. Yeah, no lie. Yeah, the, the trick is happy wife. So, you know, <laughs> That's, yeah, no lie. No, I mean, look, look. I mean, we we've had, uh, like I said, we have a relationship with the CPD Knights. I'm personal friends yeah. with the head coach of the uh, Chicago Fire Department's uh, Blaze football team. I'm, I'm close friends with him, so I mean, I, I I get that, you know, and and it's it's a tricky business to be in, especially in, in these times, man. It's just it's it's a weird climate that we live in. And I mean, sometimes you get punished just for having your own opinion when you right. should be towing the company line the way that they think about it. So, I mean, I, I totally yeah. get where other people are coming from in that aspect. The only thing I'll say to that is it's, it's hard on the guys, even like, like a guy like my father, who genuinely had a heart um, and a passion to fulfill the calling of right. the police officer to serve and protect. Um, like he, I mean, I, I mean, seriously, if there's anything I could say, like, he seriously, he told me he saw it as a calling. You know, yeah. he thought it was uh, with a good pension. And he was like, the problem is if you go into it as a job or as a, as something that you're just kind of leveraging, um, you won't be successful. You have to, the, right. the best to see it as a true, almost as a, like, like I said, as a calling or as a, um, a, vo- a vocation, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, it totally makes sense. Um, yeah. let, 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 let's talk about some basketball, man. I, I, we were just kind of, uh, last week we replayed your initial interview with the show in episode one. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we want to contrast that what we're doing now. And one of the things that you mentioned in the first uh, time we talked to you was the fact that, you know, Tony Kuko should have had a little bit of more love in the documentary. So he was just announced that he's going to be inducted into the basketball hall of fame. Can you tell us? Can you tell us any stories or memories your you or your dad have, uh, or maybe stories that your dad may, might have shared about Tony? I have an actual personal story with Tony Kukoc and Luke Longley. Okay, so Ooh, beautiful. It was the '95 season, so it was the season Michael wasn't playing, but my dad was still, you know, working at the stadium part time, and I brought a friend up there uh, with me. My dad was like, "Yeah, you and a friend come on, and I'll get you in." So. We would often sit in the, um, like the, 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 the players had their own, um, yeah, their own um, section, right. family and friends and family. Yeah. 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 So we said there, we sent the ambulance. So like before, while my dad was working and he get us in before the starting lineup. Uh, so on our way in or like before when the players were walking in and, uh, we ran into Tony Kukoc and Luke, and Luke Longley. And I remember how I was like, man, Tony, this guy's tall. And I heard a lot about him cause he was supposed to be the guy to kind of help out since Michael was, was gone. Right. Um, it was interesting as a European player, but, and then there was Luke Longley and my, my buddy, his name is Joe. Um, everybody started laughing. They looked at Joe and Luke looked at Luke Longley and Tony Kukoc made a joke and he said hi to my dad and he made a joke. He goes, Hey, that, that he looks a lot like you. And he did. I, he <laughs> a lot like Luke Longley and everybody started cracking up because, you know, they're like, are you sure you don't know each other? You know, <laughs> uh, probably like, I don't know, fifth grade. Um, like, like that age, I was I thought it was funny that these guys. This, here's Tony Kukoc, like the new up and coming, like rookie sensation. Right. Or, 
Uh, so yeah, that was like that was my one story. You know, that's I great. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about the greatest international players of all time. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Vucevic? We call him Vuci Man here. Vuci Man. Nikolai Vucevic. I mean, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I think I think the guy sticks out the most. Being, I know you want to talk about Vucevic, but um, the one that I always looked at was being someone who kind of set the trend. Other than Kukoc, I think he's underrated. And I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, was Dirk, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, oh, Dirk. Dirk is one of the all-time well, great uh, international so, players so of all he, time. Here's the thing, though. I, I think Kukoc was one. Kukoc and I think Vladi Divac. Were, well, Vladi, uh, and, yeah, were, you still had Dazim Petrovic, who passed away too early. Right. And he was well, all. But what I'm saying is that when you look at that, that mid-90s time, yeah. who were the two guys in the NBA that came over from Europe and really set set it on fire? And that's Kukoc and that's that's uh, Vladi. And Kukoc, because he played with Jordan, because he was on the Bulls, and the Bulls were the, the hottest ticket in town at the time. Right. But what you saw then, if it wasn't for Vladi and it wasn't for Tony, there wouldn't be no Dirk. And Dirk is by far the best Euro player of, of, of all time. Right. So, but that's what opened up the floodgates for all these Euro players to yes. come over. Yes. No, I agree. And a lot of these guys are good. I mean, the one thing is they all have skill. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> guys like you know i won't i won't name names but some guys are just god-given talented and are just in you know a powerhouse and i don't think should be compared why michael was so great is because he had he had you know he, he kind of developed himself these guys come over just with yeah. the fundamental um they know they know how to do it all i mean seeing a big guy shoot and that was one thing about crew coach is a guy that size i think he's like six seven he was pretty tall um just the things he was able to do right. um yeah, even like even Dirk. And what I love about Dirk is in my LeBron versus Michael arguments, I'm always like, guys, you know that Heat team lost to Dirk and this team, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and his team wasn't as stacked as, as LeBron. So I'm like, Michael wouldn't have lost. I don't think Michael would have lost to Dirk like like LeBron did. And then they were making fun of him, and everybody forgets about that. And oh yeah, Dirk came just stepped on him. So like, you know, you know, when it, when we you know, because I'm sure just like every other Bulls fan. You've had the debate about Jordan versus LeBron a thousand times, and you're tired of talking about it. Yeah, we talked but, about it. But I want to say one of the things, like I said, we, we, you know, we we kind of go back and review some of the older interviews, and the big thing is thinking about the players that LeBron has been able to surround himself with in his career, mm-hmm. where Jordan had had to kind of accept who was coming to him, and once he realized he had to be a team player, okay, now I have to play with Bill Cartwright and. Horace Grant, even though he just ran Grant into the ground, so he decided to leave. And Scottie Pippen, and all these players. Now, yes, Scottie Pippen is one of the top, you know, fifty, 50. players of all mm-hmm. time. Horace Grant isn't. Bill nope. Cartwright isn't. Nope. Wennington isn't. Nope. Kukoc is. I mean, could maybe be there, but I mean, then he gets pushed out by. He's probably fifty-one. Right, and and, and <laughs> you know so and so that's the thing is that when you when and like I said, you were the one that mentioned it. When you kind of look at the entire spectrum of the players that Jordan played with versus the players that LeBron have played with, LeBron has played with like probably some of the top fifteen players of all time on every single team. Look, if you're ever having that argument, it's what I do. You take a screenshot or take a picture of the team, of the lineup, like the '91 Bulls, where mm-hmm. they were going to <laughs> and take a picture of that Heat team. Yeah, uh, those Heat teams, and like the worst player is like Mario Chalmers, who's yeah. really good. If you look at then you go from the worst to the best, and you go to like you see, and this is no knock. I mean, but you go to like a Bill Wennington, or you go to like a, a Judd Bushler, or you go to like a, a, a Caffey, or you know, like yeah, Jason Caffey, yep. 
Jason Caffey, holy! Yeah. He, was a, he was a dunker. He was a dunker guy. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he definitely dunked. He had about seventeen kids. <laughs> yeah, dunker. <laughs> but but you know what I mean though, like if you actually go like player by player, and then the fact that Michael was played in an era where he just did not have, and he started in the last dance, he just didn't have the autonomy to pick right. and choose. Right. Um, he he fulfills that narrative. I think the thing is storytelling is a big thing in culture. And I think Michael fills that that hero story of being had everything against him, even his own uh, organization. Uh, yeah, still won. He won. He he three peated twice. You know that's what people don't. And then and then he was the the you know undisputed leader of the team. Right. Or could argue that first he that first year maybe Dwayne Wade was kind of fifty fifty. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you just you, you just. Only, only the only argument I have in the barbershop and say plays like that is if if LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland and won three in a row and then another three in a row, then I'd say all right. Right. You know. Hey, it's the only argument you need. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, yeah. so you know, we were talking about a little bit about Tony Kukoc going into the Hall of Fame. Right. You know what what player that's currently eligible do you think that should be in the Hall that isn't? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't want to. I don't want too much. Uh, too much silence here so you guys give me your <laughs> i mean oh. I, I i think it's tricky because and and it's one of those things because nba does not have a hall of fame no this is the basketball hall of fame Correct. so I, I i completely get where we can sit here all day and be like who's actually in i mean th- that's the thing is that we know that hanker ends in the in the in cooper's down but that's the major leagues hall of fame you know so i i think a lot of times when it comes to basketball hall of fame it gets a little muddled because they're like hey well, why, well, why even, is there an announcer in there well, well even with with kukoc getting in people were posting on our page saying right. oh he wasn't that good i'm like um bro step what? back what go watch the film when he was in europe and how many championships he won out there before he yeah. came here here's the thing about kukoc if you want to know anything about kukoc Remember this one thing. Michael Jordan didn't like him because he was threatened by him. Michael Jordan treated Tony Kukoc like crap, not only in Olympics, but when he came to the Bulls. And why? Because he's threatened by him. He was threatened by Tony Kukoc and what he could do. And like like we were just saying, who was supposed well, to be the player to step up when Michael Jordan retired? It was Kukoc. That's my point. Yeah. Well, it was, he, was a trail, he was a trailblazer, which is why right. you have this Hall of Fame, how you define Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is literally fame in the sport. So it's like Kukoc was like a trailblazer, um, you know, for the European players that were that were coming over. But one guy I wanted to actually mention is my European player, but who I think didn't get enough love in, in, in a lot of capacities. That I remember my dad telling me, Michael Michael often said, this guy, is a, he's not only a class act, but a great player, and played some of the best defense on Michael, was Joe Dumars. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that's a guy who gets, who kind of goes under the radar. But Michael had actually told my dad, other than respecting the fact, I think he was one of the only people to shake uh, hands with Michael after they had lost. Yeah. I think he was the only, Michael said, my dad, Joe can, Joe can play. And um, caused him, uh, annoyed him. Um, you know, I don't know the guys who are ineligible who aren't in, but I know that other than Reggie Miller as well, who just had long arms and was annoying. <laughs> I know He's annoying regardless. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Reggie is a good announcer. He knows because he knows no, the game of basketball. Yeah, but as a player, I hated him. No, but I mean, but, but here's the thing: yeah, it's annoying as a as a player, from what I've heard. Right, you know? right, and, and the thing about Reggie Miller is that he not only perfected being annoying, he perfected the fact that he knew that 
in the Jordan era, you have to be able to play and you have to get under his skin. And you have to be able to talk and, smack. And that's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. He was probably one of the biggest talk uh, smack talkers besides Gary Payton. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. look, check it out, check it out. I am a gigantic SNL fan. <laughs> Anyone that knows me in my personal life knows that I'm just a ridiculous SNL fan. Um, I got the books. I got the I got the board game. Yeah, you do. So I watch every week. Now, last week, SNL had Keegan Michael Key, who most people know from Key and Peel. Right. Uh, not a a Ron. Not Peel. Yeah. A, no. A, a Ron. <laughs> the that substitute guy. teacher. Yeah. Substitute teacher. So, that, so, I love that skit. So Keegan Michael Key came on. I'm sure it was a lifelong uh, dream of his because of what right. he does. Right. Um, and they did a parody about the last dance, kind of coinciding with the year, like. Like we did, yeah. Um, and specifically, they did in in their parody about the last dance. They did a scene about uh, the quarter game with your dad and MJ. And your dad was basically the butt of the joke. It was kind of the whole thing was like Michael Jordan loves to gamble and he'll take everything from you. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you get a chance to see this? And and if so, what was your reaction? Yeah, so I got a text and I uh, probably saw half of it. Okay. Then I went. But then I went back and got um, a, a link, you know, from, from from some friends to look at the whole thing. So I was able to look at the entire thing. And, um, yeah, my initial response at first was like, okay, you know, he's still, like, first I thought, this is still a thing. You know, that's like, uh-huh. still my friend. Then I was looking, I was watching it, and I was kind of like, all right. You know, they, they took it in a direction that was kind of like, you know, <laughs> just the only word I could think of is just silly more than. Yeah, uh, yeah it was silly. Yeah, yeah, but it was, you know. And they're trying to, you know, they took somebody that, um, you know, they didn't know much about and then tried to, you know, uh, uh, bring in the audience that had liked The Last Dance and kind of make, you know, poke fun at all of it and then speak to Michael's uh, what, competitive. So. What I'll say is that, you know, like I said, as a, as a, like a super freak fan of, of SNL and like sketch comedy and comedy in general, like I said, I think for Keegan-Michael Key, this was like the dream. And he even said in the beginning, I'm going to do all the SNL things. He yeah. he, he did a, a musical monologue to start the show. He sang another song in the show. He had the Muppets on during the episode. So I think more, my guess is that this specific sketch or skit or however the SNL yeah. nerds want to want to phrase it well you're the you're the nerd so whatever you want to phrase it as i don't care but people snl people will lose their minds over this but um you know i see the comedy of it i think the comedy is that michael jordan was such a compulsive gambler and such a competitive person that he's going to take everything from you i'll tell you my initial reaction just because we have a relationship with you yeah i was like that kind of and so that's why i'm like you know, looking at it, and I also look at it the perspective, I get what the joke was. The joke was like, Michael Jordan will do whatever he can to embarrass the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. So right. that's why I was like, man, I, I don't know. Should we even bring this up? Because to me, like, my first reaction was cringe. And then I was like, yeah, yeah I get the joke. I know, because you sent it to me in the morning. I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> I'm like, this this can't be real. When right, he sent it right. to me, and I'm like, there's no way. This is going to coincide with us right. reaching out to our first I, we, guest. We had no idea. Yeah, so give us give us your reaction. Yeah, so no, my initial reaction is, you know what, it's, you know, almost like, at first I'm like, well, you know, my, my dad's not here, you know, yeah. almost like, right. and so, but at the same time, it's like, you just shake it off. I know my dad was in life, things would come his way, being a police officer, having real, uh, real adversity, not, you know, not people poking fun or saying stuff, um, having real adversity in life, and you've been through a lot, you kind of just kind of shrug your shoulders at it, and brush it off, and people I, move on. <laughs> I don't think my, 
I don't think it was well, a slight to your dad. Yeah, I don't think that no, was no. the intention. Yeah, no, and and yeah, I'm not, you know, like I didn't even take it that way because I did have some people reach out like, oh, you know, trying to be funny, not trying to feel me out almost like, right. oh, I didn't think funny, and I say it's no big deal, you know, or other people like, oh, look, you know, your dad, you know that. So there was like mixed reaction to it. My reaction was, I mean, my legitimate final reaction to it was. I'm watching and I'm thinking, well, the truth of it was if they wanted to make it real funny, they could have made it where my dad kept beating or the person who played my dad kept yeah. beating him. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad beat Michael in that. that. That was what made it such a... you saw, So the whole last dance was all about how Michael was so dominant and all of a sudden here's this kind of just, you know, this police officer kind of with funny hair and, and two... Mm. two like, like I, I said, agree. It would have it would have been funnier if it would have flipped around. The real MVP, like I said, yes. the only man who could beat MJ. Yeah. And, and yeah. hey, that's that's how I leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we we, we want to take the opportunity to thank you. Um, you have no idea. Uh, the, um, in, you don't have no idea how much it means to us that uh, the the first interview, inaugural interview, helped launch the show. Um, it gave us motivation to start something new, something something both that we've wanted to do for such a long time. Right. Um, we turned something. Um, start. We started our own media company. Like yeah. we're here now. We have a media company. We we're working on different things, different avenues, and it's just all because I was able to interview you. So we're getting to celebrate our one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So uh, shout out to you. Shout out to your dad. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us again and good luck to everything that you're doing and you're going to do. Thank you so much for coming back and talking with us again. Hey, once again, it's my pleasure. I'm happy you guys are growing and keep and the face just keep going. My dad, like my dad, would you tell me, make your mark, you know, make your mark and right. take your spot. And, and if, if you, you guys call me for a third one. I'm here in Nashville. You call me for a third one. I'm not going to ask for anything other than maybe like some Portillo's beef or something. Oh, oh you know, no, 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 no. If we're going to do a third one, we're going to drive out there. Yeah. I got the mobile <laughs> studio now. Yeah. We'll drive there and I will bring you some Portillo's beef. Yeah. Okay. And whatever else you want. You want some tortillas from up here too? Because I know they don't got tortillas <laughs> over there. I'm telling you, the only thing I miss, the only thing I really miss about Chicago, like, is you know, every day is just the, the food selection. There's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. No. That's and whatnot, but they do not yet have the 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 you know the the options that no you're, you're not gonna get the Chicago hot dog the gyros the the Italian Wait, beef hold on hold on hold on hold on it's gyro gyro no it's gyro gyro no, okay hey I know too many name too many guys named Gus who'll be real mad at you right now for mispronouncing gyro hey it depends on what part of the city is yeah, they're, well, still the, named, they're still named Gus. <laughs> no, I'm, ta I'm talking about the gyro or yido. It depends where you're at in the city. They, they call you. it different I things. <laughs> I mean, talk about the food selection here. We have a segment, you know, usually at the end of the show where we talk about food. Yeah. And we usually disagree, but we've been agreeing for about a month. Yeah. So, it, it, it's just nuts. So, yeah, like, no, we, we just propose a question right. about what food, this and that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I honestly, I just want to say this. So, I've been with uh, TCSF since I want to say 2014. Um, I was one of the people that that um, there was. It was one guy running the page, and he was just putting up memes and stories. He brought me in because he was like, "Hey, you're you're doing something funny on your own page. Can you help me run this?" So for a couple of years, it literally just sat there. As as we're going along, I I, I watched my boy Swaso, who I've known for 25 years. Mm -hmm. He's on his own page putting up sports stuff. I says, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. Bring it along. We grew it from 1,200 people to like almost 8,000 at 8, this 000, point. Yeah. It's been just years of just grinding and work. And, and I know we keep harping on it, but, 
you know, just you reaching out when you saw that that meme of your dad. I was, you know, it was just cool that you like you, you didn't be like, oh, that's my dad. You know, you're like, hey, God, hey, man, that's my like. I'm proud that that was my dad. Yeah, you reaching out to us. We had literally just started the Instagram page maybe a month before, so just to have everything kind of come full circle. And and this is the thing that I'll say too, when we're talking about the SNL a little bit. Your dad being on SNL, that's full circle because it's not just recognized for, like, the cool thing he did in a show. It was like, hold how, on. How you, popular you, are you? You're right, parody now. Right. And it was a year later. They right. still remember. Like, man, that dude was cool. All right. Let's include him. Let's do a whole thing based on that. So, I mean, you know, everything has kind of, kind of come full circle. And, uh, and look, man, you've just been super cool giving us your time and and. and just really being a big part of the show without even realizing. I don't yeah. know if you know that, but uh, you know it's been really cool to catch up with you and my first time to be able to talk with you because you know uh, I wasn't on the first episode the no. way it started out. So no. it's just it's just really cool for you to be able to take your time and and come out and uh, talk to us, man. Congratulations, guys! I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Awesome, guys. Oh my god, this is this has been like literally it's been full circle. Yeah. It, it, and it's just serendipity because I didn't watch SNL last night until you yeah. sent me the thing yeah. and I was like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I saw it, yeah. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm literally. like, he might want to not, like, not talk to us <laughs> now. No, I literally asked the question. I was like, did they know? I mean, I was just no. like, wow. Yeah, no, no. I mean, if I would have known, I would have been on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd be there, I'd be like, oh, I need you to sign this and also other other things that I've collected from your show. And, and the thing is, like, I've I've done, um, well, uh, there's, a, there's a place up on, uh, up up like a, a north side of the city. Oh, you're talking about Second City? Uh, it's oh, around. Or, it's a little bit north of that. It's called a uh, sports. Sport. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, they do. They, they do sports sketch comedy, but it's sports related. So I've gone yeah. there on a couple of dates, and I've sat in front, and I've always get picked to get on stage. So it's like, <laughs> whose idea is it anyway? And I've always pick, pick, get picked, and they're like, "Oh, you're pretty quick on your feet." I'm like, "Yeah, uh, I, I grew okay. up. I, I grew up right. in, the, in the hood. You got to. You got to have a quick wit to right. get your so, comeback so, on." So, 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 are you talking smack? True. All right, I got to be on it. Right, you got to be honest. So they, you know, they're always giving me free tickets to come back, and I'm like. This is like crazy. I yeah. used to do that yeah. that stuff, and then they put him, uh, his dad, up on there, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god! Well, just next time, wear a shirt with like your web, your, your site, or something, you know, or a hashtag, or something, you know, promote yourself next time you go. So they, uh, you oh know. yeah, most oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, most no, definitely. No, trust me, we, we're we're putting our name on everything. Yeah. So we, we definitely got to send you some gear. Um, uh, we'll sure. I'll, I'll text you, message you as far as like. Um, you know, get to address and then I'll, I'll I'll mail some some gear out there for you and your family, whatever you need. Um, I thought whenever you get a chance, no pressure. I, I I do um I do appreciate. It. I do. It's cool to see that you guys just didn't didn't take it and let it fall away wayside, but you're growing. So that's inspirational to me too, man. It really no, is. No, thank appreciate you. It, no, appreciate thank it. you, man. You always be part of our family. Yeah. No, I I didn't even know that whole thing. I'm really. I mean, I I really know my dad. Let me tell you one more story. He goes so. He, you know, he, I gave him his first set of grandkids, you know, and uh, kind of as a gift for the second kid, he bought a couch for us from Ikea. And we had a couch already, but he bought a new one. And my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, uh, him and his wife asked if, you know, they could buy our couch. So I was telling my dad, um, yeah, thank you, Dan. I said, yeah, I'm going to sell my couch to um, my brother-in-law. And he's like, he got kind of got pissed. I saw his face. I was like, what's up? He's like, you just got blessed with a couch yep. from me. Yep. Why would you? I, I didn't even, I was just like, you know, yeah. so, and they insisted, no, no, no. I said, no, no. I said, take it. You know, I just got, we got, that was, his, that was him. 
So like to see you guys are doing this, like. So li- it's, it's listen, awesome. man. Personally, like I'm, a, I'm a big believer in serendipity, yep. karma, all this stuff. I mean, we, we, energy, you know, yep. you know. And this is what I'll say to you: all the things that your dad brought to you, when you think about the way that you think about life, okay, you're pro- you're about the same age as we are. When you, the yeah. way that you think about life, and the way that you think about the way that your dad influenced you over the years, and what that means to you. When when we say this. I want you to know that you had a big influence over us and, yeah. and you were the linchpin that, like I said, kickstarted us. So know that over the last year, you have been a huge influence just by one simple action that you did in appreciating something that someone was recognizing for your father. So without yeah. knowing that, knowing that you have that in you and that you were inspiration to us. That's all. So. Yeah, that's all. Thank yep. you. Yeah, we're we're, we're, uh, yeah, both, we're both sitting here. With, I got a couple of tears in my eyes yeah. thinking about it. So I, I, I appreciate talk. you, man. I can't even talk. Oh, it's just cool. It really is. I'm really happy. Really proud of you guys. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, appreciate sorry. you. All right. You Thank you. We'll talk soon, man. Be in touch, man. Oh, we will. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our boy Nikolai Wozniak. All right. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. So. As usual, these 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 uh, food topics come with a story, come with the <laughs> inspiration throughout the week. That's right. And on Friday, I ordered myself a classic, Uh-oh. classic that you are very familiar with. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm in a mood for pizza. Okay. And I went and I, uh, I I called John's Pizza on Western. Oh man, I did. That, that was my joint. Everyone else was eating father and son. And oh, no, stuff. no, but no. I was with John's, man. John's, That's, baby. And and I think- Not I was, Congress. No. Not, not father no, and son. Give me John's. John's pizza. Yes. And the funny thing is, is that that joint still looks exactly the same. Oh, yeah. It's a time warp. You go you go step inside there. It's a time right. warp. It's the whole, like, the wood, everything. Yes. Wood. Wood, wood panel. And wood chairs. Yeah. I want to say even, like, the kids' placemats are still the same. The same- From uh, 1975, The yeah. same puzzles and word searches <laughs> that I used to do back then are still- on there so I, I bet you i do better now <laughs> i was gonna say don't struggle now 
yeah. So I uh, I ordered a sausage and jalapeno pizza. Whoa. Yeah, I got I got a large one and I demolished half of it. <laughs> Sorry, I was hungry. All right, so what do you put on your pizza from John's Pizza? I think. W- w- are you doing w- sausage? You're doing pepperoni. Yeah, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? I think what I would do. What yeah. I grew up on. It's gonna be the sausage. All right. Uh, green pepper. All right, I'm with you so far. Mushrooms. Oh, get the hell out of here! That's it right there. Oh, that's no. it. That's that's what the trifecta. I, I right can't. There. I can't do the mushrooms. You're not doing mushrooms. I can't do the mushrooms. Well, what, slimy what, about, what, <laughs> slimy ass <laughs> stuff on there. Come on, <laughs> it's cooked. It ain't slimy. Nah. Um, what about uh, sausage or pepperoni for you? Sausage all day, baby. Sausage. Sausage all day, baby. Well, it's a sausage party. It's a sausage <laughs> party. It's good thing yeah. I didn't grow up in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I, I took uh, my brother a couple of years ago. Oh, a lot. It's been a while, but I took him for his birthday, mm-hmm. and we went to uh, Brewers Angels game. Okay, so I've been, it's a good stadium to go to. Oh, a, beautiful, to a, sta- yeah, beautiful it's stadium. Really cool. So we're driving up there. We're about twenty minutes out, and I'm like, uh-huh. "Hey, take my phone, buy the tickets." It's uh-huh. on me. Right. He's like, "Oh, they're." I'm like, "Get the most expensive tickets." He's like, "You sure?" I'm like, "Yeah." What's the most expensive ticket they got? They're like, "Oh." Um, first base side, no, third base side, second row, eighty nine dollars. Really per ticket. Wow. I was like, run it. Yeah. It's your birthday, first of all. <laughs> oh yeah. And we're gonna be right behind the dugout. Yeah. So we get there early and we parked on the on the side and then we uh we went to TGI Fridays. Okay. So I took them out. Get your food. Yeah. yeah. Good food. Yeah, yeah. I like TGI Fridays. Yeah, why not? yeah, yeah that's why good. Not? Whatever. Once that, in a while. The endless appetizer for ten bucks. Well, I did the Jack Daniels steak. You know me, Jack Daniels all day. There you go. That's right. And then we were sitting back there and uh, phenomenal seats. Just okay. phenomenal yeah. seats. Now, they do a thing called the sausage race. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. So me being the Mexican guy that I am, I was cheering for the chorizo to win. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I want to get, I want to get that shirt, man. Yeah. It says chorizo on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I want from Wisconsin is that one shirt, <laughs> just a shirt and a chorizo. <laughs> well, I, okay, I can provide the chorizo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So, are you going sausage? You going pepperoni? Yeah, I mean, I'm going, I'm going sausage. If I'm going one versus the other, just yeah. because, like, like I said, it's flavorful. It's it's this again, sausage, uh, green pepper. Mushroom onion. That's that's the pizza. We got a place out here. Uh, it's called Mugs, and they do a four-way pizza that we've had a few times, and we do like Super Bowl and stuff like that. Four-way pizza, guys. Four-way, four-way pizza. pizza. Not anything else. Yeah, and it's basically the whole thing is sausage. You get one quarter uh, pepperoni, one quarter mushroom, one quarter green pepper, and one quarter onion. So you kind of get you know a little bit of everything yeah. if, if you like that but yeah i mean to me that's that's the go-to i mean it, kind of, it almost reminds me of like uh like a sandwich like an italian beef sandwich or something like that yeah you know with with italian sausage so I'm, I'm with it that that's how that's how i go any other pizza places you 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 like to frequent that are like you're like little gems and stuff uh i mean yeah i mean like like i said just my my place right here mugs is is close to the house um i feel like where where i'm at you have a couple places that have a good pizza, <laughs> but but the wings you want to get from a different joint. So you know when we when we do the whole the whole parties and we get the the crew together, we're we're actually ordering different things from different places. So uh, we got what's it called over here? Sneakers got br- really good wings over here. So we, yeah, we yes went they over do. There yeah, yeah, weeks yeah. Ago, yeah. And it was uh, need to go back. A, yeah, need to go back. Yeah, it's a good place. <laughs> a good place. Now, 
a pizza place that maybe some people don't know, maybe in the loop. It's called Flo and Santos. Okay. So, I mean, the guy, I think he has like some Polish heritage. So there's like um, different types of pizzas, like a pierogi pizza. There's like, oh, a, wow. like different flavored pizza. These yeah, like yeah. Italian beef pizza. So I, I go, I, I'm going to pull this. I don't want to turn this around. Mess up my, my whole thing. But look at this pizza right here, man. Oh, wow. Uh, it changed, but <laughs> there, was, there was pepperoni, there was green peppers, there was onions yeah. on there. Yeah. So I get it with grilled onions. That's so I get sausage with grilled onions and green peppers, and I get it well done. That's different. That's different. We used to, you know, uh, we used to go to a place called El's Pizza. El's Pizza off of I want to say um, like Narragansett and uh, Irving. And we used to get it over there. It was super thin crust. That's okay. what we get. It was the yeah, extra, yeah. extra crispy crust. And that was right. like, when we were closer to the area, that was good. But, I mean, look, every place, you know, everyone's going to have their favorite based on their nostalgia. Yeah. It was just like the hot dog it's thing we like talked about. Dogs. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think the difference between being hot hot dogs and pizza, like, there is definitely a distinct difference in the, the thickness of the crust. Yes. How much cheese they use. How yes. sweet is the sauce. Yes. The pepperonis. The, you know what I mean? Like, how do they chop up their veggies? Yes. All that stuff makes a difference. Yeah. So, Either way, I think it's time to go get some pizza, man. That, that's where I'm at right there. <laughs> but before before we go get our pizza, yes, sir. you got to tell me, what you looking at? What have you been watching that isn't sports? So I watched, uh, actually, I, I started watching it on Friday and finished it this morning, was okay. the Army of the Dead. Okay. With uh, Dave Batista. Yeah. And Zack Snyder at the, uh, the helm of the, uh, of, the, of the camera there. It was good uh, visually. Very visually uh, 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 eye-appealing movie. I'm not a big zombie guy. But I, I am. But I gave it a shot. Yeah. But, like, the zombies were legit. Yeah. Like, you didn't, I mean, the makeup was great. The CGI was great. Obviously, you know, when you got to kill a zombie, you got to, you know, put two in the head. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Double tap. Double tap, right. Um, the story was meh. Yeah. Uh, There's not, hold on. Any movie like that, this is this is the remake of the uh, the old movie with yes. uh, what's his name? Yes, so Bruce. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, everybody knows that infamous poster, right? And um, yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of story in these movies, but I am a zombie guy. I really, I actually enjoy zombies. Um, I enjoy like. Uh, uh, like Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Walk- Walking Dead got stale for me. I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought it was. Watch, so did I. I, lo- I watched one I season. It. I'm like, it's the same thing over and over and yeah. over. I here's the thing. I read the books. Okay. I read most of the books. I watched the comics. Uh, um, read the, I watched, watched <laughs> the show. But I, I'm kind of like I like zombies in general as like a monster. To me, it's probably the scariest type of monster because right. to me, it's the only one that's actually a viable thing that could happen. Yeah. Like a vampire is one guy and he's got teeth and oh scary teeth. Oh, here's zombies, some garlic. Zombies. It's not just like oh one monster. It's like a million of these guys like coming after you, and, and it seems like you know it, it's almost like uh, when you see infection. <laughs> We're looking at COVID like the covid zombies so that's what i'm saying is like the zombies always been scary to me because it's like the only thing that i could actually see being a feasible thing what, what's and, a good and, zombie movie besides this one here shawn of the dead is hilarious that's oh, a really yeah cool oh no one. no yeah that's a really you fun know what i mean like that yeah i mean action zombie. action wise action because uh, i still have not I mean, seen world war z i don't think you know what i've actually played the video game i, I don't think i've actually watched that movie all the way through but i mean the like brad even, pitt movie right yeah uh, like the old old school dawn of the dead like night of the living dead like you can't some of these old classic like black and white ones are actually creepier because yes. you're like you guys saw this coming yeah. at the time you know what there's I mean? no like, cgi these guys no, are coming at you yeah you know what i mean so it's a different it's a different feel even like uh 
Left 4 Dead. I love playing Left 4 Dead, World War Z video game. It's it's kind of the same concept. Gotcha. A uh, lot uh, back in the day when the PlayStation came out, what was that? Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. That's another. That one. was creepy because I had surround sound and you're like, <laughs> you hear mom coming behind you like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Resident Evil. I mean, um, even like uh, I Am Legend. It was, yes. It was like that. Yes. It, again, it that feeds more into like, oh, this is a thing that could actually happen to people. Most definitely. I, I will tell you, next time you go to see a movie, you know, is a zombie movie. Sit all the way in the back row. Okay. And just look at all the people in front of you. Uh-huh. And imagine them all turn to zombies and turn around at the same time. Well, this and is that'll really freak you out. Well, this is why you know I uh, walk around with some stuff on me <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in just, case. Just in case, like you know, fifty people turn into zombies all of a sudden in front. You of know, me. some people carry around some extra Pringles. I carry a different kind of clip. <laughs> That's something to say. All right, man. So I actually wa- been watching a couple of different shows. Uh, one in uh, one of them, they're both actually in uh, the second season. Uh, number one is Love, Death, Robots. Basically, this is all animated, and it's a uh, it, it's kind of a different. It's. Do you remember uh, Animatrix? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- similar concept okay. where you have the uh, episodes. They're not. Uh, consequential it's it's they're all just their own separate stories but it's kind of like if you introduce robots into our world uh-huh. what would they do this right. is you know how they interact so it's it's always interesting um it's very post-apocalyptic and uh it's just a cool visual uh, visual thing and uh-huh. and uh it's it's just it doesn't matter what kind of genre you're into you pick that up you're like oh okay that's either weirds you out or it's really interesting um, the other show that I was watching was a show called Special, and it is an actor who has um, cerebral palsy, okay. and he happens to be gay. Oh. And it's basically his uh, navigation through life, living with his mother, trying to become independent with cerebral palsy, how he makes his way in the world as a disabled man who is also gay. Wow. Um, if you're homophobic, don't watch it, because it's not for you. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> But, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's super cool. Um, and, and the guy wrote the whole series himself. Wow. He got two seasons. He got to finish it out the way he wanted to. So, uh, season two is out on Netflix now. It was really, really interesting for me. I uh, Actually, uh, The Shy just came out. Okay. Last Friday, uh, uh, this past Friday, was the first episode of the, season four. Oh, wow. It's been pretty good. Also, again, I love to support, support my Chicago stuff and my Chicago shows. Right. It's one of those shows you're like... This is a lot of stuff. Is like I used to work on the West Side, teaching on the West Side. So right. like where they filmed the 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 uh, the restaurant, it's literally five minutes away from where I used to teach. So it's like it's it it kind of hits close to home because like a lot of these stories would be stuff that'd be happening to my students or, yeah. or to their families and stuff like that. So very relatable show, really good show. If you can get on Showtime and watch it, or if you have a Fire Stick, <laughs> <laughs> do what you do. Welcome to the internet. Yes, sir. All right, let's get out of here, brother. All right, y'all. Time that to get some food. It, yeah, that's right. It, it's time to go get that <laughs> pizza. That's yes, what sir. it is. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at the checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go get your shirts now. That's right. Once you get your shirt, take a picture. 
Send it to us, yep. and we'll put you on the site. Absolutely. I'll put you on a personal site. I'll put you on the TCS <laughs> site. Put you on a 606 Media site. Hey, I'll do it all, man. Do it. Hey, we'll give you props. I mean, we Definitely. appreciate every, each and every one of you. It's It's been a pleasure to bring the content. Before you keep going, don't we have something coming up in a couple of weeks? We do. We do have We have our one-year anniversary event for the podcast. Um, it's going to be at this, uh, District Chicago. Uh, uh, June 13th is the date, um, 6 to 11 p.m. You can actually go right now to the Eventbrite page, get your tickets, the 20 bucks each, um, and it includes a free drink ticket. That's right. We want you to drink with us, <clears throat> cheer with us, this one-year anniversary. Come Absolutely. and join with us. Please, please, please. It's in Wicker Park. The venue, the venue. I, me and E went to go scout some venues. Right. And this venue caught our eye because... He grew up literally a block away from this place. Exactly. I grew up a couple of blocks south of it, but I grew up in Wicker Park. Right. You know, in that area. And we have the entire basement to ourselves. I That's mean, correct. what what kind of other, I mean, if anything if, uh, epitomizes Wicker Park, it's going to be a party in the basement. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, so District is the old crocodile. If you guys yes. remember that from back yes. in the day, we used to have old reggae parties down there. And it's a super uh, cool place. 1540 North Milwaukee, Sunday, June 13th. 20 bucks includes that free drink ticket. We'll be there from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. We got our boy DJ J Funk from the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago White Sox, Blackhawks, and the Chicago Bears. We had him on a few weeks ago, so you can check out that interview. So he will be there. We got DJ Flymax, and we also have DJ Technique, who I am a uh, uh, personal friends with, a buddy of mine for a long no time. No way. Name dropping? Just a little no bit. No way. Mean, he, he's, uh, he's doing the Chicago boat parties. He's uh, been uh, a DJ downtown for a long time, so he should be there later on in the night. Um, we're brought to you by 606 Media, Grit Clothing Company, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, Shine Native, Nor Caesar, Beer Punk Chicago, All Net, Blaze Football, and Anchor. So come out, support. We're going to have some raffles going on with some uh, baskets from a few different companies. That's and, right. And, and it, it should be a blast. Come out and celebrate with your boys. District 1540 North Milwaukee, June 13th. Go to Eventbrite and get your ticket now. You can find the... Um, the QR code on our page, yeah, blow it up right there. There's limited tickets. I mean, you've got to get them early. Abs- yeah, I mean, we, we, you can't fit that many people in the basement. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, it's like coming to the studio over here where we where we uh, record. <laughs> limited capacity, right? So get your tickets early so that way you get in. Yeah, and and we should be right then on the outside of our COVID restrictions. So yeah, so that we relax. So don't yeah. worry about that. We got you. We We got you. We should be cool. Wink, wink. Hey, don't forget about our new friends at ACSI.tech. Check them out. Go get you a job. Check out the career section to start a brand new, exciting career in the communications industry. ACSI.tech. A huge thank you to our guest today. Back for the second time, Nikolai Wozniak. It was so great to catch up with him. Our very first guest ever. It was great to uh, to see what he's up to, man. Yeah, the dude is, is family now at this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure we can go drop off, go by his house in, in, in Tennessee <laughs> and just, just knock his door. Like, we'll hey, be okay. What's up? Yeah, exactly. Hey, shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. Uh, new episodes of the All Net Podcast available every other Monday. Check them out right now. We got NBA playoffs going on. So Mike Logic and Ideal break that down for you. Best analysis of the playoffs. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, which is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, Throw MC, and Words talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill spit. Yeah, I said it. Go check them out right now. 
Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's shows. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email because we want to hear from you. Stirring the pot, your movie recommendations, your show recommendations. Come at us. What you got? Yeah, come challenge us. That's right. We like to be challenged. That's that is true. That is true. <laughs> Give us something to yell about on the show. Hey, we had a lot to yell about on this show. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, hit us onto that Facebook Messenger, IG Messenger, whatever you want. You can also reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E Rock. We will see you next week for episode 47. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. Yeah. Chorizo. Sausage fest. (laughs) We both had sausage on the mind. (laughs) A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh. I shouldn't have had those artichokes with the poppers.